It's us, the brown girls at the book party. The brown girls at the book party. That's good. That's going to be our next theme song. It's probably better that I (laughs) It's better that I didn't record the theme song because I'm just like. I feel like it would have been charming in a different way. Just like. Brown girl book party. I don't know when I started scatting. Brown girl book party. Hey, everybody. What's up? Happy 2023. Okay, so how many times are we going to fuck up and write 2022? You know we- what? This is the first fucking year of my life, y'all. I have not done that one time yet. I know. It's this right. year? <laughs> I have not <laughs> fucked up yet this year. I know it's January For the 2nd. record, we're recording on January 2nd. <laughs> it is. It is a feat for me, though, because I stay writing the wrong date until, like, at least past Martin Luther King Day. I mean, that's also not bad. It's still in January. Like, it's true. Last, no, it's like March, St. Patrick's Day. I edit my holiday. <laughs> okay. Last last year in 2022, <laughs> I signed a document that was quite important for someone at work, and I dated it 2019. Hell yeah. Um. So that's just Hell to say yeah. that I have problems with knowing what year we're in. I'm very weird about dates. I will invert dates often. Like it'll be like March and I just write like September. I'm like, I know it's April and I should write 04, but I write 09. Also, if you're hearing something sniffing around over there, it's uh, it's my dog. Her name's Chicken. Chicky baby. She was on the outside of the door, but then she was just scratching like, please. Please let me in and be with the people. Well, she has a lot of takes about the new year. She sure does. So she sure does. She's here to share. I mean, um, 2022 was like a really good year for me. I know that that is not such a hot take. I know it was a trash year for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I feel like what that is, is a personal take. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was that 2022 <laughs> was a trash year. Yeah. For me, I'm over it. I'm glad it's oh, I'm glad 2022 is over. Though like in the way that's like bad things still are going to happen. Like, you know, I had um so for context, my bonus dad died in uh 2022 in May and it was actually like I still live with the trauma of that every day. Um and following that there were there was another, my godfather died, and then two furry friends crossed the Rainbow Bridge, and it was just a rough, it was a rough year, like, for those reasons and more, um, and so I think about, like, what 2023 could be, and it's like, but those things are still going to happen, you know, like, and I, but I also don't want it to cloud my lens that I'm just waiting for this like impending doom of the death of people I love. I don't know. Welcome to getting older. I mean, not to disqualify your very real trauma and pain at all. No. Yeah. But I feel that I have not experienced anywhere near that level of loss. Um, in fact, I mean, I've had two grandparents. Yeah. 
I've had two grandparents pass and that was sad, super sad for sure. But you know, I haven't had, I have not had like a big, big giant loss in my life at all. So, and still I think about death all the time. I was just telling you that I was on vacation with my fiance, San Diego and um literally like we were by ourselves without our kids it was so magic it was actually like so lovely even though our flight home got canceled we were one of the flightless flight flightless southwesters we love you southwest get it together you know um even still i could not stop thinking about death i was thinking about him dying I was thinking about me dying and how devastating that would be to my children and to him. Um, and I was thinking about my dad dying. I was just like, couldn't stop thinking about those things. I mean, they just like possess my mind. And anyways, it's tough. So even though I had this really beautiful year, like the holiday season, I think grief just comes up. Totally. I mean, it's a thing like it's a time. It's a time for like, I think the holiday season really does bring a time of like introspection and because that it's a time of like hibernation, right? Yeah. Like, um, because the weather's bad and slash you may be spending time with people like with family chosen or otherwise, and you just sort of like hunker down. Right. But yeah. then it, I think it can bring up a lot. It's just, it's a time of remembering what certainly what, what we have. And, and I think a lot of what we don't. Yes. Um, also, I think you just made a cool distinction that I didn't think about, but the connection between hibernation and rest and what our brains do at that time. Yeah, totally. To really think and process. You have so much more time to think and process all of this shit that like in the springtime, in the summertime, in the fall, you're just like going, the world is inviting you to participate actively in all the things. It's inviting chicken to lick up. And eat things on the ground that don't exist. So, you know. She's having a moment. I mean, so that brings up the, like, so it's 2023. How do we feel about New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Um, Hot take. My hot take is that New Year's resolutions are trash. Yeah. And it's, like, what, um, like, capitalism slash white people do to continue to oppress people with less resources because it is like naturally this is a time when we should be resting right like the world the like nature is telling us to rest right like it is just like shitting rain outside but it's january 2nd and therefore we should be hitting the gym or we should be like picking up new practices whether or not it's the gym and it's like but our bodies actually are not prepared for that right now yeah um i i don't know and i'm not like i love a moment where it's like i want to do this this thing more or better like But like leaning into, especially as like brown girls, women, like (laughs) leaning into practices that are acts of resistance Mm. against like whiteness. Yeah. (laughs) I wanted us to be so like, uh, just like 
so oppositional on this. Like I wanted you to be like, I fucking hate resolutions, which by the way, I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> and I want to be like, I love resolutions, but it's more complex than that because I do think that the thing that we fall into as people, it's like, we feel so much this like arbitrary, somewhat fake clock of 12 months is telling Mm -hmm. us like, okay, now it's time. Like you don't, you know, start anew. Also just like how much we blame and or thank a segment of fake time for cool things that happen to us. Right. I can be very critical of that in moments, but also I do think that there's something real about our connection to the planets and the stars and like the way that our bodies are moving along in this earth. And like, I don't fuck with resolutions, but I do love to be reflective in December and January. And I do love to say like, what can I do next year? And it always used to be about my body, right? Of course. Like it always, I mean, it was never not the number one top thing on my list was like, suddenly have a body you've never had before (laughs) in like a month yeah in one month yeah yeah suddenly have a body that you can't have because it's not your fucking body can you do that all right i'll give you six weeks and also you can pay nutrisystem and weight watchers and fucking 24-hour fitness and all these places all this money they're gonna give you a body that you literally can't have so good luck when in the end you're really just gonna hate yourself more oh so much more and it's a cyst that is super systemic of course um, I think like just turned 36. Officially, like just turned 36. Literally just a few days ago. Back in 2022. Way back when. And so no longer just straight up mid 30s. But sort of am. <laughs> Welcome to the late 30s, my friend. <laughs> All right. I can, I can embrace it. <laughs> I do think that what I see as resolutions, which are really just like reflective moments like opportunity to really look at the ways that I've grown and how I want to continue that growth so much of that is it still is can sometimes be tied to my physical health only because I know now how truly my physical health is tied to my mental health and so it's never like lose 30 pounds or you know fit into these jeans it's like you feel so much better when you walk your dogs every day you feel so much better when you make it to that Monday night dance class and how much that impacts your sleep and your mood. You feel so much better when, you know, you're eating these types of foods, which are not even diet foods. It's like mangoes and like, you know, fucking meat and like just things that nourish me that I have learned over time because this is my body exactly as it is. And it functions really well when I nourish it in the way that it specifically and uniquely needs to be nourished and cared for. Yeah. I mean, I think like I love a New Year's, a New Year reflection that includes like taking in the landscape of growth coupled with determining the trajectory for your growth. Right. Like I think so for me. It's like, I really want to, I want to be able to rest well in 2023. Like, and I'm 
I want to work toward healing and toward strength and strength like physically because my like I think in this like year that was so traumatic and traveling back and forth, you know, for so long on the weekends and then working during the week and dealing with all of the things related to somebody dying and like my my body really took a hit and yeah. I've always struggled to rest. Um, But I want like I want to rest for like so that I can have energy to be present. Oh, yeah. For my community. Right. Yeah. Like um, and to feel good and to feel good. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I mean, that's a thing. Right. Like it's so often for so much of my life for my whole life as I remember it, like I, people are like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm tired. I'm Mm. always tired. And I really want my response to be something different this year. Mm. Like, because it's true that I am tired, but like, that is not like the core of who I am. Right. That Mm. is not like when somebody says, how are you? Like Mm -hmm. tired is, I don't want that to be the first thing. Sure. Um, so I love a new year's reflection. Is it new year's resolution slash reflection or is it new year resolution slash reflection? I don't know, man. People always be putting the apostrophe on the wrong place. <sighs> oh my gosh. Wait, no. I think. That... No, it's no, like no, new... no. The apostrophe is correct. New year apostrophe S Eve. It's the Eve that belongs to the new year. Right. It's right. not so it's, a collective okay. yeah, years yeah. Okay. that are new. Yeah. So what you didn't know when you started listening to this show <laughs> was that you were also getting an English lesson. From a couple of uh, college experts. dropouts. <laughs> Girl, I'm a high school dropout. I got that GED on I, lock, you know. <laughs> give me that GED. GED. Um, yeah, I, I think that... Um, I think that the evolution of the way that we talk about wellness, which is kind of a triggering word in some ways, but true, true, like <laughs> I immediately think of Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> and steaming vaginas. Yeah. Wait, what did she call it again? My Yoni. It wasn't steaming her vagina. It was like, oh. I mean, that is what she was doing. And doctors were like, hey, everybody, please don't steam your vagina. <laughs> Please stop. Your pH balance is going to be fucked. Oh, that's so bad. Don't do it. Um, Your vagina scented <laughs> candle is not going to smell so good. I I mean, yes, that. And also there is like wellness, like, you know, people are also evolving and like disguising what is still just diet culture by calling it wellness. But there yes. is also like. A collective, I mean, it's mostly just Gen Z because they are the fucking best and like they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about being fat. They don't give a fuck about monogamy. They don't give a fuck. They are the freest, truest. Honestly, sometimes this podcast might just become a Gen Z fan club because I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, they're pretty sick. They're so fucking cool. Um, Ugh, I hate being an elder millennial. I know. 
Well, I also just feel like I'm such like a such like a cool mom about like Gen Z. Like when I talk about Gen Z, I just get like really dry. I should have like a camera and like pick up all the the Zoomers, all the Gen Zers in like my fucking soccer mom van, which I already have. Yeah, you're ready. Gen Z, if you need a ride, hit up your girl. Um, but no, but but like also I think there are really fucking cool discussions going on around movement and exercise and food that have actually like we have finally gotten to a place where a lot of these influencers are literally not talking about body size. Yeah. Which is so wild. Like because growing up in like the, what is it called? The heroin chic Mm. time. Oh yeah. In like this, the body that I have girl, I feel that was not the best like yes if you were in any kind of all okay first of all being brown like i was like oh i have like a a dump trunk and you you do have a dump trunk it's that badonk is ask gods thank you thank you ask gods you got a good booty girl there's a lot to hang on to i first of all like so many big girls look back i mean i just thought i was like just a disgusting like Mm -hmm. pile of lard in high school yeah i was like a size six no like 100 (laughs) percent. yeah i mean i just look back at those pictures and i'm absolutely lolling like lol like what the fuck um (laughs) That's so crazy. And then, but then like also like, you know, I was like the secret of guys. Like I had more than one boyfriend who like kept me a secret. So it's just like so weird. Like looking back, like I not only it wasn't just me that thought I was fat, you know, everybody oh, sure. thought I was fat. Right. Yeah. Because you weren't a size yes. negative too. And then if you liked alternative music and like, you know, there was no brown girls at those shows except me. There were very few big girls at those shows except me. Like it's hard. Heroin chic. I've never actually heard that term. Oh, really? That's Is like, that like Nirvana? Um, Kate Moss. Like. Oh, okay. Ugh. I just. Yeah. I mean, it's then. Like the nineties, probably. Some, Kate Moss do heroin. There is somebody screaming at like listening to this right now, being like, "It's not Kate Moss, you dumb bitch." It's you know who is doing it. It's Kate Moss screaming, uh, "Not me! It wasn't me." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so new New Year's resolution and cool shit happening in the media for big girls. Like we love to see it. it. Oh my gosh. Lizzo. Where was Lizzo when I was in high school? Um, but I think we, I think we should talk about like how, how we did last year with our reading. Yeah. Tell me about them. TBR lists to be reds. TB reds. So I always set a goal for myself to read 52 books, which is just a a, a book a week. How'd you do? Well, remember how I told you um, that last year was a very traumatizing year? (laughs) Yeah, a couple things happened to you, I feel like, maybe. Yeah, there were a couple things that happened. And you know what is the first thing to go, like, when your life turns upside down, is, like, regular practice of anything, right? Yeah. So, like, 
my regular journaling practice, my regular, like even wake up and go to work practice, like my practices around coming home and, and reading and like everything went to total trash. But I did in part, it's like, because when you're experiencing like so much like trauma and just for me, like I work at a job that is, bananas just like all day every day is like shit's going on right like homeless services in Sacramento um and then I get home and would have to work on things related to either when my bonus dad was still living like his medical care or after he had passed that all of that stuff so I just like really let go of a lot of the things that brought me joy um, reading, I also just like couldn't focus. And so I turned to things that were more easily digestible, like poetry. So I read a lot of poetry last year. Um, and in particular, um, two books by Kate Bear that really like are just... Hey, the dogs hear the white boy at the book party. Um, this is just a real life kind of podcast where you're just going to hear real life in the background. Um, yeah, so I read two books by Kate Bear. Also, um, Andrea Gibson really got me through a lot. Um, there's also a book called The World Keeps Ending and the World Goes On by Franny Choi that is a poetry book that got me through. Um, but then, of course, I read things like um, my murder mysteries, my, my mystery thrillers. You do be loving a murder mystery. Queen, I will read them. I will read one every three days. It Like in in my best space yeah i am reading a mystery slash thriller here's the thing shannon and i bond over our shared deep love for true crime murder mysteries however they like lull you into this like calm (laughs) place (laughs) like like put you to bed and like they're like a good companion to you me i have a far more toxic relationship (laughs) with these stories wherein i obsess about them and i live for them and i can never stop thinking about them and it is so um not good for my brain man but i i mean it's really like it is like i'm actually like talking about it right now i realize it's is like it is drug-like because they make me high like i'm just like oh my god i need to like what that little girl was left in a van. That mom drove her van into the ocean and it possesses my brain because I actually do have like diagnosed OCD. So it is a, a thing that I obsess over, but then I really like just lodges in there. So we recently <laughs> like to, <laughs> to give an example of this, Rosa texts me and is like, did you watch the Casey Anthony docuseries? 
should I watch it? And I was like, yes, I did. And no, you shouldn't. Straight up. It wasn't even like, "Mm, I think you really need to prepare yourself. Shannon was like, do not watch it. Because also like when you know someone's triggers, you're just like, oh, you're being a good friend. Don't watch it. Do not do it. And she's like, yeah, okay. And then like, guess what I did, you guys? Yeah. (laughs) Guess what she did? So then like a few days later, I just text Shannon. I'm like, hey, didn't take your advice or listen to you at all. (laughs) And I know that this bitch was on the other line like this. Oh, my fucking God. Because then I just sent like seven paragraphs. I'm like, so this is the thing that I'm thinking. I'm just like obsessed rapid fire text messages fully just like unloading onto my message app all of the things that she was thinking about the show which no human being is capable of responding to like no i was just like "Uh (laughs) uh-huh literally you got it literally you're right yeah no, you, you figured, figured it out. out. Why didn't they hire you? Call the detectives on the case. We've got ourselves a win. That's it. That's what they. That's what they call we it. We got us a win. <laughs> anyway, I did read some murder mysteries this year. Um, I'm glad that you had some poetry to get you through. Yeah, I also had times. a lot of like. Um, I mean, I also read murder mysteries. Don't get me wrong i can't go that long do you know long. how many books you did read last year no because again th- my practice went to shit so like what i do is i write my mm-hmm. books down in a pen and paper journal your favorite um i'm an old school bitch and so i didn't write many of them down yeah like so i have no idea i probably no, I couldn't even tell you. I listened to more podcasts than usual. Yeah. Because I did still want that. Like, I crave storytelling, you know? Um, and also, like, grief support books, boundary setting books. Like, I, I leaned into that Yeah, genre as well. I did complete my TBR. I My goal this year Holler. was... Thank you. Thank you. My goal is 50 books. And I, by the skin of my teeth... On December 31st, I finished. I love that for you. The 50th book. I, um, this year was not super reflective of my typical genre. I love. By that, I mean, I read a lot of white women. (laughs) Just before recording the show, I received a text message from Rosa that was like, uh, so the majority of the books that I enjoyed this year are written by white women. All white women. And you know, actually, one of my favorite books that I, I had mentioned on Instagram, the best audiobook I listened to this year was by a guy. Oh, I, I mean, I don't know his sexual orientation, but um, I can't remember his name right now. I can't either. Kevin Wilson. Kevin Wilson. So he wrote... Um, so many good books, dude. He's such a good author. But the thing that like really shook me is that I do not read male authors. It's not yeah. even like at this point, it's not even intentional. It's just that like I am looking for a very specific experience in reading and I am getting that from women. And the experience is that when I read women, I would love for them to be whole entire dimensional characters 
Yeah, not just like tits and ass. Right. Um, and not just like annoying. Also, like even, you know, for a little while there, the fleshed out character was just like mysterious and like beautiful, but like did like really fanciful, crazy things. Why just, is like, that went always? Went on adventures and like. That's always a fucking thing. It's like the girl that goes on. The, yeah, she's like quirky yeah. and, and creative and she's like adventurous and yeah. she like drinks everything out of a mason jar. What is Zo- that movie with Zoe Deschanel and the super hot guy from um, the Summers one? Yes. What's it called? Five Hundred Summers or some shit. Yes, like that. it's a yeah. It's that, actually, that's the official name of the movie. Five Hundred Summers, summers or some shit, shit like, like that. And it's that Joseph woman. Gordon Levitt. Yes. I it it is okay. So my husband is. Um, this is the thing that he always gets <laughs> at me for. The other white boy at the book party, um, he is like, I cannot stand Zoe Deschanel. Oh yeah, it she makes me. I I have enjoyed her acting one time, and it is in a movie called All the Real Girls from a long time, a ago. long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but her character makes me want to freak out because she is that person. She just like dances among the flowers and like is she's so like, yeah, carefree. So and, wait, what is Nate? Does oh, right. So yeah, let me get back to that. So every time her. I'm like, Ugh, Zoe Deschanel, he's like, why do you hate her? And I think it's like until this moment, I've never been able to articulate. It's because she is like the cookie cutter white girl. Yeah. That like every white man writes that is just like disgusting disgustingly simple it's not real it's not fucking real yeah it's hard i did very much love new girl it was one of my favorite shows i never watched it 14 years ago or whenever it came out um refused to watch it but the really good news about that is that character evolution is taking place rapidly especially among authors and also white white women authors. I mean, white female authors also are writing great books. Yeah. And, but, you know, I, I really do make a point of seeing, you know, I mean, the whole purpose of this podcast, of course, is amplifying brown voices and characters. And mm-hmm. um, I just did not read as many of those books this year, if I'm being honest, which I always will be with you. So I weirdly <laughs> fell into... It's an honest space. That's right. It's an honest space. I fell into a... Freaking uh, deep hole of Irish American literature and romance. And it turns out I love them. I read so many of those books. Also British. Some like British books. Right. I This is like now that we're talking about this, it's coming yeah. back to me. The shit you would text me about the books you're reading. Yeah. Um, I, I, my favorite kind of book is a family drama that spans generations yeah so almost all of my favorite books are that i love a family drama and at the core so it has to be a family drama it has to span many generations and then also it has to have just like a very tortured love story that right or that crosses like all my t's it dots all my eyes i'm i'm into it um and man irish american lit really covers that i mean for sure <laughs> Let me They've tell got you those what. complex family stories. That's right. Damn. Man. 
So I wrote a lot of, I read a lot of good stuff last year, but I am really going to be much more intentional about including, it's not like I didn't read any brown, black, or queer authors. I read plenty of them, those two. Just not as many as you usually would. Just not as many as I usually would. Um, But I'm excited to say that we are releasing a bonus episode. Shit, yeah, we are. Hell yeah, we are. Um, It's going to come out next week, and we're going to talk to you about our Shannon, my top three favorite books, Shannon's top three favorite books of 2022. It was hard for us to pare down. You have to, you have to think about this. These, these are two people. We are two people who love books. We are. And what we're doing is paring down all of our love for literature for you. And what I want to say is you're welcome. So tune in on January 14th. Do it. When that shit drops. Um, that brings us to our next point. <laughs> oh, what are we currently reading? Actually, that's a thing we could talk about. What are you currently reading? Right um, now? Do you want to guess? Is it a, <laughs> is it a self-help book in the form of a murder mystery poem? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fucking close. It's the murder mystery. What is it um, it's called The Family Game. Oh, I saw this. Wait, where did I see this? Did I put it on my TBR this year? So we both belong to Book of the Month, and oh. it's a Book of the Month. From last month? From October, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I also have a stack of other things because we recently were out of town and we stopped at my favorite bookstore in Petaluma. And so I purchased some other books that I will be reading. Copperfields. I'll go there. I got to go there. I've never been to Petaluma. Oh my gosh. This is a thing. I wish I could live there, but I really want to go. I don't know. Um, how is it? How is it so far? It's good. It's, it's got, um, it's got like family drama and what? romance oh, what? <laughs> um, a book yeah you Girl. know <laughs> we'll see we'll see how it ends up i'm only like i just started it last night and uh then read more this morning so you know it's like the murder mysteries that i read in 2022 that are coming to me right now all trash that isn't actually okay so i did read a lot of good books last year it was one of my worst reading years. Last year? Yes. I was like going through my Goodreads. I gave the most one to three you, reviews. You did. Ever. G- oh, so this is another thing to know about Rosa that you'll start to learn so much about us, which is why we're trying to do these first of the month episodes a little bit longer in free form. Yeah. So you can get to know us. She has the disease of if you start a book, you have to finish it, even oh, if it's garbage, which I refuse. Ain't nobody had time for that. I cannot believe you are able to stick respect. with respect. Honestly, I am so envious of that level of respect that you have for yourself. What's wrong with me that I'm like, <laughs> I have to know how it ends. You know what I've been doing yeah. actually recently, though, that I'm really proud of? I will skip the middle. So I will like if I'm, if I'm hating it. I will just like, go straight just to, go the, to end? the end. Yeah. Especially if it's an audiobook. Dude, I read Alone in the Ether, Me and You in the Ether. Are we allowed to say books are bad on this podcast? I don't care. I'm doing it. It was so bad. 
When you say ether, do you mean ether? God damn it. Ooh, <laughs> this is another thing to know about me. I famously say words wrong. Um, the white boys at the book party are husbands. Well, my fiance and Shan's husband will soon be on this podcast. Just, someday. To, just to talk about how And this is a so famous far. thing. This is a famous thing. I have not even told you this. Okay. A couple weeks ago. Oh, I'm so I'm putting myself on blast. I don't even care. I love this. We were driving and well, Zach was driving and I was being myself a backseat driver. Mm. And I love that. That this is the opposite game. I hate backseat driving. Oh yeah. No, I hate it when people do it to me. Um, but I love to do it to other people. <laughs> I was like, move up a car link. A car length? Nope. I said link. And I kept telling him to, and then he said, he looked at me and he said, are you saying link? And I said, yeah. And he was like, that's not it. That's definitely not not the word. Okay. But let me defend myself. Okay. It's fine. I'll I'll let you do it this time. People being out here saying link. (laughs) Okay. He's like, I guess link and length kind of sound the same. I'm like, no, length has a T and an H at the end. It's I how, do, how have wait, I lived 35 wait. years? How have I lived 35 years hearing people say car link? And they're actually saying car length? And you know what? I don't think that's on me, dude. I think people need to know to pronounce a T and an H at the end of a of a word. Uh I'm cons- have you had like an auditory <laughs> test? Um no, I mean, yeah, my ears are great. At this moment they're not, but in the 35 years that I've, 36 years that I've been alive, I've never questioned it. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like this is, um, this is real. This is something I cannot process that you have heard people saying link <laughs> my whole life. And Move then a car link. And then Zach was like, babe. Why would they say link? Correct. That is the next question. So I said, I always just, <laughs> I thought it was like <laughs> a bird's eye view of a line of cars would look like a chain. Holy shit. <laughs> this is absolutely bonkers bananas to me. So really, this is the thing. I am weird about words. I say them incorrectly. My best friends, Marie and Tessa, will tell you they have been making fun of me for years. Some of it is because I read so much. And so then I read words in books, which I think is like a common book word thing. thing. Sure, yeah. That's a thing. But there's something extra about me, okay? Something a little bit extra. Um, anywho, Me and You Alone in the Ether was not a good book. For me personally, and um, I skipped to the end. I didn't finish it. I didn't read it all the way through. And actually, I don't even remember what happened at the end. So I, you know. So you can't even talk about it. I can't even really talk about it. Um, Currently, I am reading, I'm listening to an audio book called A House on Fire. And Is it a, a complex family drama? It's not, actually. It is a queer love triangle um it's about a married woman who is obviously and clearly not happy in her marriage but it's not obvious to her it's obvious to us as the reader she returns to work and she begins a sordid affair with her boss one of my favorite words is sordid 
spelled S-O-R-D-I-D? Or do you also like sorting things? No. Well, I, sorting things is fine, but I prefer the, the sorted. Sorted is a good word that I say right. So <laughs> also know how to spell it. So fuck you. Yeah, I showed everybody. <laughs> um, it is very white. Actually, continuing on this theme, it is so it is a painfully white story. I'm enjoying it so far, um, but I'm I'm interested to see the queer direction that it takes because these two women have not begun to sleep with each other yet or like even kiss or start anything about what's happening with them. So I'm really interested to see like if it's just like straight people smut. You know what I mean? I mean, it checks part of your needs and books. That's, <laughs> that's really true. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm currently reading. So, um, I think we I think we should talk to our listeners about w- what we think they should currently be reading. Yeah, what we came here for, which is our book, our January book, y'all. It is called We Deserve Monuments. It is by Jazz Hammonds. We deserve monuments. Or maybe Hammonds. Who knows? I don't know how to talk. Um, I think it's probably Hammonds. The cover is so beautiful. It's so gorgeous. Sunflower moment forever. Yeah. I'm obsessed with these sunflowers. So can I tell you about how this book, why we picked it? Tell us. <laughs> Do it. So I'm walking through Target on a self-care Saturday. And because uh, what I like to do is walk through the aisles of Target and see what kind of like unnecessary shit I can put in my cart and bring home for Elder millennials. We love to see it <laughs> for Nate to then be like, why did you get this? Uh-huh. And I'm like, because happiness, leave me alone. Um, anyway, so I always like to look at their books because they generally have like new mystery thrillers. <laughs> That I might be into. And this was one of them. And I, like, I did, I picked it up. It's, is it a mystery thriller? Well, the reason that I <laughs> was like, I want to read this book. And it, at the point, at the time that I purchased this book, this it was not for this podcast. It was just for my own reading. But it's got a very, like, mysterious. <gasps> I didn't know part of the story which is that you know so well i'll just say the tagline of the book is what's more important knowing the truth or keeping the peace (gasps) so i don't know i think it's gonna be great we started following jazz hammonds on instagram and uh i am just low-key obsessed with them yeah they seem very cool they are a flight attendant. Yeah. And they're also Gen Z. And you know how I feel about freaking Zoomies, dude. Jess Hammonds, if you ever need a ride in the Sacramento area, holler at your girl, Rosa Leonardo. We got because you, Because she you, has a sick-ass minivan. Your flight got canceled. You can, you know, I got books. She, she has a couch. I got a couch. Square footage, baby. I got some square footage. Um, we're really excited about this book. We do also want to note that this is another YA book, another young adult book, and we love YA. It was a very conscious decision when we were discussing the potential books for January. Shannon 
as she had mentioned, um, nominated We Deserve Monuments and partially because of the YA aspect. As we are starting out on this podcast, we want to make it super approachable. And YA is so freaking cool at tackling um, extremely complicated matters in a really approachable way. So um, we did that on purpose, but we want you to know it's not always... It's not always going to be a YA party around here. No, but we don't, you know, this is, it is a, it's a book party, so it can be any kind of book. It's true. And yeah, I do think that's important. I think like it cannot be understated that YA I think has been really like sort of glossed over by a lot of readers for a really long time, but there is so much cool shit in YA works of fiction, like handling these complaints. I mean, you read Yoke with us, hopefully, and that handled some really, really heavy content, like yeah. trigger warning central. Yes. Um, in such a masterful way. Everybody that I've spoken to that's read, that's, you know, listened to the episode that we just released on Saturday, um, has really loved it. Yeah. I mean, really, I think a big emotional attachment to those characters. Um, and it's so, so easy to get attached to them. Yes. This book, We Deserve Monuments, is getting a lot of attention right now um, in the book world. And so we're just really excited. I'm super excited to read it. I don't know. Obviously, I didn't know almost anything about it until I just found out the mysterious aspect. And um, we hope that you join us and we hope that you read with us. And... Um, we would love if you haven't had a chance yet to check out what we're doing on Patreon. We've released a cool thing. Yeah. So um, I think we, we said this last ep- last episode that this the work that we're doing on the podcast is um, something that we really love, uh, but it is labor and. Um, if you love what we're doing, we would love your support on Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com slash brown girl book party and you can see the different tiers that are available for you to support us um, from as little as $5 to um, $40 or set your own, set your own amount um, as a monthly pledge to the work that we're doing here. Um, and you know, there's some little, some bonus stuff that you can, you can get, um, along with your pledge. Um, so check that out. Yes, please do. The coolest one for sure, I think is the top tier, which is $40 a month. And we will send you a copy of the, that month's book so that you can read along with us. Um, and we pledge to you also to always be partnering with a, black queer female small owned bookstore um to purchase all the copies of the books that we'll be sending to you and yeah um this month we are partnering with a seat at the table which is located in elk grove california just a hop skip and a jump south of Sacramento mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and their space is very, very cool. You can find them on Instagram at a seat at the table. They have a very inclusive space in an area that is definitely like diverse and 
liberal, but I think that it's kind of radical that they exist in Elk Grove doing what they're doing. They are very, very pro queer trans bookstore and they're doing cool stuff. Me and my kids go there every Monday before we go to voice lessons and it's just a really cool spot. I love that. I've never been, so I will, I'd like to check it out. So yeah, if you're going to read along with us, um, we hope that you will find an independent bookseller um, near you to purchase a book from. Um, If you're in the Sacramento area, as mentioned, we recommend a seat at the table. We previously recommended underground books. So if that's a little bit closer to you, um, that is certainly an option. Um, Yeah, but I guess I guess that's it, y'all. That's, sure is. That's our show. Of course, we couldn't do this. Um, we wouldn't do this if we didn't have listeners. So thanks so much to folks who are listening in um, every month now. This is our third episode, and we couldn't be more excited about offering this to you. Um, we've really appreciated the feedback. It's so helpful, and we are here to continue to work on our format and just sort of you know, how we, um, how we produce the show and organize it and tell these like really important stories in a way that is accessible. Um, but also that, that centers the hard work of these, um, BIPOC authors. So thanks listeners. Absolutely. Please. Um, don't forget our bonus episode coming out on January 14th. Yes. We'll talk about our favorite books of 2022. Thank you to my baby cousins Danny Leonardo and Willow Leonardo, who um, are the other voices besides mine on our intro music. We can't wait to read with you. Can't wait. Happy New Year, and we'll see you soon. Yeah, we will. Hell yeah. Hell yes.